Hi there, this is Wafa Al-Abedat. You are listening to the Women Power Podcast, a subsidiary platform to the Women Power Summit, the largest event in MENA, with the aim of empowering women and helping them achieve their absolute highest potential. Each week on the Women Power Podcast, you will hear honest, vulnerable, authentic, real conversations from inspiring women. These women will share their experiences and stories into what it takes to build a successful business and career. The podcast will share insight and inspiration and hopefully inspire action and lead change. Victoria Lemi Ibrahim is a breast cancer specialist with more than 18 years of experience in radiology, including nine years of specialized work in breast screening, diagnostic breast imaging and breast intervention. Dictora Lemia has developed and modified new breast imaging and interventional procedures, which have helped improve the efficiency and quality of breast screening and cancer diagnosis. Welcome, Dictora Lemia. I'm so excited, Dictora, to have you with us. This is probably the busiest month of the year for you in October. I know that everybody wants a piece of you to do talks and just to do checkups. Um, how do you feel usually about this time of the year? Actually, it's always busy for us. Um, people are coming through during the whole year. But I guess um, when they start talking more about the campaigns on media and stuff, um, you get, uh, yeah, I guess it gets busier, but not, not really with the um, the average uh, women. Yani. You know, like if, if they don't have a lot of history or people that are close to them that actually have the disease, they're kind of waiting to be reminded every October, every year. Why did you pick radiology, breast screening? You know, what triggered you to pick this? There are so many things to pick from. Initially, as a student, uh, I gravitated towards radiology. Um, I found um, I found it easy just reading x-rays and picking up uh, all the findings uh, from the start. And at that stage, I knew that this would be something I could pursue as a career. Uh, later on, um, during my training years, you kind of notice and you know, this is a very important field and there aren't really many specialized people around you. And you feel that you, there's so much you can contribute. Um, so you, you could say I knew that this was my calling and I felt this is something I can really help with. You just said that you felt it was your calling. Do you remember the specific moment where you're like, this is it. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Uh, well, you know, during training, we get exposed to a lot of different uh, patients, different complaints and things. Um, uh, not spe- a specific one that comes to mind now, but generally um, the, the cases that really stood out to me were the breast cancer patients. And I really... Um, connected to the patients and I felt that we really uh, helped improve how they were um, managed by picking up the uh, diagnosis really fast and uh, helping triage them. So I, I, yeah, you, you could literally see how the patient begins and how her journey ends with, uh, with her moving on towards the surgical and um, treatment phase. Who are your mentors? So let's say you had to make this this big decision to specialize and just commit to this world of, you know, the medicinal world. Uh, Who, you know, did you talk to your family? Did you have mentors at university? Who were you talking to as a sounding board? Um, I guess colleagues at work, uh, senior colleagues, um, seeing how they approach their patients and how they uh, uh, helped 
improve their uh, journeys. Uh, you just kind of uh, hope to be uh, close to what, what you can see in front of you and you aim to be uh, in a similar position in the future. One of the things that I find the hardest to understand about anybody who's doing what you're doing is every, every yani, especially when people become sick, everybody wants their doctor and their families want the doctor. And how do you deal with so much demand and then also taking care of yourself and your personal health because you're getting WhatsApps, calls, it's everyone's emergency and you're the therapist, you're their friend. How do you deal with that pressure? Well, you, you need to put yourself in the, posi- the position of the patient, I guess. Um, they, they need answers. They're very anxious. Uh, you try to stay calm, try to be clear in, in your message and um, show them as much support as you can. But at the same time, you need to isolate your own personal uh, life uh, away from all this. You still have family and children to look after, so you can't have... Uh, something outweigh the other you have to kind of balance things i guess what is the most challenging aspect of of your career like it's just i'm sure it's something i'd love for you to share with us something that maybe you haven't shared or maybe something that other people don't discuss about your specific job role challenge is what we were just discussing i guess it's the long hours and trying to balance between work and family and um you 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 have time to pursue your own career and you reach a stage where you're kind of settled but then you have to take care of your um children your uh children rely on you and you're their mother so they also have a future you need to look after that so um this is this is what i think is most challenging trying to keep this balance um at work it, i feel the most challenging part is actually having to break the news uh when you have to tell a patient that they have uh cancer uh you, you are reluctant you want to avoid having to tell them but on the other hand they need to know because it's something serious and they have to uh complete the journey and start in the correct uh, uh setting because if you don't tell them someone else might tell them and it might be uh uh what i'm trying to say you know it's 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 now or later when it's not an appropriate environment or uh the patient might get lost because uh, they sometimes just go into denial so um every time you feel uh it's still something very heavy and difficult to say although i've been doing it for many years each patient it's like doing it for the first time the following episode is brought to you by lasra's ode to an initiative that is close to all our hearts in light of breast cancer awareness month we bring you stories of real women who've been affected by breast cancer and share their experiences of coping with the disease and finding support emotive and comforting we aim to spread awareness and through a shared message of empowerment We're bringing forth women to share their journey with cancer, overcoming it with the utmost courage and helping the community raise awareness with their inspiring stories. Notably, and Usra's collaboration with ThinkPix Society will focus on meaningful initiatives like D4D, Distance for a Dinar campaign, to help involve the community in a creative way considering the ongoing COVID restrictions. 
a nutrition guide to spread awareness on the healthy options that Isra offers for their diet, and the sale of the tote bags, whose profits from the sales will go towards a Think Pink Society. For all the latest updates on their campaign, follow Al Usra on Instagram at Al Usra Supermarket. So after doing this for for 18 years and meeting hundreds, if not thousands of patients, so we all know the drill. We all know get yourself checked. We know how to kind of check ourselves with our own hands. Um, you know, do your six month or yearly checkup. I have a history of my grandmother died of breast cancer. She got it, treated it, it went away. So I'm always terrified and I take my mother to get checked every year. But is there something that we can do that maybe um, is not like part of the basic che- like checkups and check-ins? Is there anything else that you feel like this is what nobody does, but they should be doing, which would save everybody energy, time and save me from a headache? It's, it's the routine. This is the, the, the standard and the most effective way. The routine assessment, doing it at home, seeing your doctor regularly and having the routine checkups by ultrasound and mammography when the time comes. Uh, The whole purpose is picking things early. We are not doing this to prevent the disease. We cannot prevent it, but we're trying to pick it up early because when it's picked up early, it is curable. makes a very big difference. So it's the persistence. And just like talking about navigating emotions, you said earlier on some patients are in denial. Um, some of them look at you for hope and, and they see that. So that gives them strength. I'm sure that people go through similar cycles. What is like, what is the, you know, from when they get the news till when, inshallah, they can turn it around. What do you feel is like, an, a, not, not a general emotional cycle, but like, yeah, like kind of, have you seen anything repetitive in terms of how, people generally have handled this? Actually, no. Each patient is unique in her own way. Um, every, and every time it's a new experience. Some of them are very strong and you kind of wonder, are, are, did you just hear what I said? Um, did you understand? And then you, you kind of feel that, okay, maybe she's in shock or maybe she expected this. Um, other patients, they just collapse. They need time to actually absorb what you were saying. So it's like I told you, it's a new experience with every patient and you just have to uh, deal with the, the whole situation. I, so I, I'm fascinated with what you said about mental strength. So some people from the, you know, from the minutes. So that's like obviously the best case scenario. They, they got the news. Yeah. They're mentally strong. What happens next? What am I supposed to do? Uh, when can we do this? Um, and like, okay, tell me. So I'm like, yeah, okay, let's do this. Where do you think that mental strength comes from? Like, have you, you know, when you deep dived into it, is it just they're more resilient? Is it, you know, they've been through trauma? Like, I'm sure you spent some time with your patients to understand, wow, like she's strong because... I would think a personal experience. I um, they, they are very strong women and... Um, I see that some of them have gone through difficult times and uh, they're just prepared, I guess. Um, others are just practical. Some of them are practical. You know, why waste time and dwell on the fear and um, the unknown? Let's, let's attack this now and see what we can do. Have you first achieved everything you set out to achieve or is there more that you'd want to do? There's always room for improvement. You always uh, try to be a better version of what you are, of course. Um, 
it's uh, always challenging. You're always trying to pick up the smaller cancers. You're trying to uh, help treat whatever the patient is complaining from. Pick things up early and not wait for the second or the third visit until they um, they can be easily seen. I'm happy that um, I have established uh, a basic knowledge on which now I'm looking forward to building uh, with more experience. Is there something you'd want to share with us, like a personal goal that you want to set for yourself, like? I don't want to say like climb a mountain, but like, is there like a run a marathon? Is there something you'd take your kids to college? I don't know how old your kids are, but like, what are some of your personal exciting goals that you're excited for? Personally, I have uh, high ambitions for my children. Uh, my oldest two are in university, yes. Um, and my third one's still in school. I, I feel that I've given a lot of attention to my career. So I'm kind of... Uh, trying to help push them a little bit to have a better future for themselves as well. Trying to lead by example, of course. Trying to be a good role model for my daughter. Uh, but at the same time, I'm trying to focus a little bit on them now. What is your relationship like with them? Oh, they are... Um, I, I, I hope they're proud of me. I think they are. <laughs> um, they're very hardworking. I think they've picked up a lot of... Uh, uh, good traits from being in an atmosphere where you have to really um, follow your ambition and uh, try to help your community and give back. Uh, I'm very proud of what they've accomplished so far. We could not have been more delighted to have Al-Usra to be part of our growing podcast family and its long-standing initiative to support breast cancer awareness. Al-Usra is your local friendly supermarket that aims to offer its customers a personal shopping experience with a unique mix of local and international premium brands and quality foods. Al-Usra aims to create a safe space and build a community for women warriors who've conquered breast cancer and are on the journey of defeating it. Empowerment and encouragement are values that are deeply rooted in our platform. And thanks to Al-Usra, we're realizing our goal to help women raise awareness and shatter misconceptions around breast cancer. In addition to that, Al-Usra is also collaborating with Think Pink Society to raise awareness on different initiatives like the D4D, Distance for a Dinar campaign, a nutrition guide curated by nutritionists from Think Pink Society to approve the fresh clean products they sell and make in their kitchen. And lastly, the sale of tote bags whose profits from the sales will go towards the Think Pink Society. To know more about the breast cancer campaign, follow Al-Usra on Instagram at Al-Usra Supermarket. How do you deal with mom guilt, like as a doctor who's like a pager away from having to leave the house to go see um, or, or to do a surgery or to go see one of your patients? Um, do you ever suffer from mom guilt? Like, I don't know, am I being a good mom by not being around or leaving or being so always. career driven? Yes, always. But um, I, I do try to take the time and sit and like tell them stories, you know, today, for example, this and this patient came and um, I, this is how I helped her. And this is what I was doing when I was out of the house. Um, and, and they understand and you're trying to help someone that really needs you more than we do at the moment. And uh, the overcompensation comes on the holidays, of course. Are any of them going to go into a similar career as you or are you telling them stay away? 
<laughs> from medicine? Um, my daughter is actually in, uh, she's starting fourth year medicine. Uh, but it was against our, uh, not against, well, we actually sat with her and we told her, you have seen how our... And we tried to convince her. Yeah, my husband's a doctor as well, so both of, neither of us are at home most of the time. Uh, so we, we just told her, this is your decision. You need to be fully prepared for what you're going to start. You've seen how we are living, you've seen how this is affecting us as a family, and you need to be uh, all in. Otherwise, you're just gonna be miserable. You have to be uh, prepared for what's coming, and if you're happy with that, we fully support you. And she dived right in. I love to ask this question, you know, about, I love talking about money, because I think we don't talk about money enough, and money <laughs> gives us freedom of choice, it gives us options, it gives us dignity, uh, you know, and, and in our culture, we don't ask about money or Abe. But if you sit with the men, all they do is talk about money and deals and property. So I always want to make it on taboo to talk about to talk about it as a means to achieving something. But do you have a money strategy that you'd like to share with our listeners? Like, you know, do you like to save? Are you an investor? What is your relationship like with money? I think it's always important to save. You can never uh, have enough money saved up for a rainy day. But at the same time, you shouldn't deprive yourself. Um, I believe uh, you're working hard and you deserve to enjoy the money that you're making with all this effort. And um, in terms of investment, I'm looking into all this cryptocurrency uh, uh, things happening on the internet and uh, yeah, I might start uh, diving into. <laughs> I think it's taking a chance, I agree, but and it's completely uh, away from what I know, but I think it might be a new hobby. You know, after working with so many patients, I want to know, like, how has your perception of life, has it changed at all? Like, how do you view life after seeing people come and go, um, people who have a shorter time span than others? Like, obviously, there's no formula. It, this disease can take anyone um and not everybody makes it so has this changed how you live your life yeah again maybe terrible example but i always feel are so full of life because they don't know what's going to happen to them so when you you know used to travel to lebanon they never slept they're always out and they're living life and i and i think it's because they don't know when is the next bomb war challenge so you know, how do you choose to kind of, you know, what is what is your perception of life after experiencing what you have for, for the last 18 years? Definitely, this makes you appreciate life to a different level. Um, now I keep telling my kids and everyone around me uh, when I get the chance that you need to be, live each day to the maximum. Don't put anything on hold and say um, after so many years I'm going to travel or after I finish this uh, uh, step in my life, then I'm going to go and uh, uh, start my hobby. And I, 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 they need to enjoy every day and not, not, not go crazy, of course. Bessiani, um, enjoy their families, enjoy their health, enjoy um, their children growing up, I guess. Like, 
look at everything around them and appreciate it more, take the time. If you are sitting with somebody and they're making a big deal out of the little things, are you like, Tara, let me give you some perspective, yes. or are you like, don't sweat traffic, parking, or, you know, my coffee's not great. Like, you know, are you there giving people perspective or are you thinking, it's, this is, I'm not even going to waste my energy. I'll just move on and focus on something else. I, I personally move on. I, I can't. <laughs> you know, like you're saying, you're in your zone and you're trying to keep yourself calm and de-stress. I think it's more exhausting trying to convince people uh, to look the other way. Unless it's really something that you need to uh, intercept. Otherwise, you just let them be and they will calm down on their own. Have you had to cut anybody out from your life because of that? Like, this is so small and like, I love you, but no. And like, I need to focus or life is so precious that I don't want to waste time talking about all these things. I'm not completely cutting out. I, I think you just, um, you don't interact with them as much or you put them in their place. But total cutout, friends are valuable, I guess. Each, each one is unique in, in their own way. Um, so, so with um, October and Breast Cancer Awareness Month, um, for somebody who, alhamdulillah, doesn't have this disease or doesn't run in their family and they're, they're doing the basics routine, which you talked about, how else can we help this cause? Like, what, what do, If we can do one thing this month, even if we're not um, necessarily personally affected by it, what would you suggest that we do to help other women or just help kind of the ecosystem or the education part? Uh, we need to inform everyone that this is a curable disease. It's nothing to be ashamed of and it's uh, nothing to be afraid of. And they need to come forward and check themselves, even at a very early stage, if they're not complaining from anything. Uh, at the age of 40, they should start having regular mammograms. Uh, the whole purpose is to pick the disease early because it is curable. Uh, the longer you wait, the more dire consequences might be. I love to end the podcast with the same question, Dictora. So it's, um, what do you feel is your superpower? My superpower is my family. Uh, I always appreciate their support and they are the force that drives me forward and pushes me to become a better version of myself. Victoria, thank you so much. I know you're busy. I know that you, um, you know, you're going to have this, like you said, you, every month is crazy. And then, you know, it will be even busier in October because you're also doing, I'm sure, talks and lectures and so many things as part of everyone's CSR program. But thank you for spending, you know, the, the last hour with me. This was awesome. Um, I enjoyed getting to know you. And I hope that um, people walk away with um, the idea that they should get checked, but also they should celebrate getting checked as well. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening to an episode of the Women Power Podcast. And thank you for downloading and streaming our podcast every week. If you love what you've heard, tag us on Instagram and follow the Women Power Podcast and Women Power Summit account for more information on our next episode. Please leave a rating review wherever you get your podcast. It really helps other women discover the show. That's it from me. See you next week.